Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse of Marvel podcast, where each week our resident Marvel guys, Aaron and Dan Greenlee, will deep dive into a crazy corner of the ever-expanding multi uh, Marvel Marthaverse, to which uh, topic, ah, if I could say that right, to, to see which topic we've discussed this week. <laughs> How are you guys doing this week? I'm doing great. How about you? I am well. I am well. Uh, we, uh, we had a bit of a... Uh, hiatus there for uh, for a few months but that was mostly on me because i got a job and my computer died all in the same weekend so i kind of had to deal with that but hopefully we're back and good timing because uh, we got to watch uh, wandavision oh yeah it was fantastic yeah yes yes uh, uh, so uh, yeah yeah so you, i i assume i should ask you guys beforehand that both of you both of you guys actually watched it oh yeah watched yeah. it didn't get too uh, swept up in the rampant speculation that followed that show. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that was one thing that went pretty good, which I kind of like with like the with the week to week. But I didn't get too much into that because, admittedly, I haven't read much of Vision and or Wanda, so I didn't really know. Like, I, I didn't know who Agatha was really. So then, honestly, I, a lot of the theories that people are putting out there weren't really even based on any previous Wanda or Vision comics. I mean, what, certain ones were, but a lot of the stuff I was reading was just insane and had nothing to do with anything <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, because yeah, she deals with yeah, because the big one was Mephisto. Yeah, because Mephisto yeah. is is a factor in the original comic dealing with the twins. Okay, but uh, Master Pandemonium is yep. a little bit more prevalent when it comes to that. True, but it all leads up to the same thing. But at the same time, Early, as Aaron yeah. as Aaron pointed out, there really wasn't any setup for Mephisto. And yeah. I mean, I personally kept saying, I, you know, I think Doctor Strange should have showed up. Not that he needed to. It just it kind of shows he's not really good at his job. If this went on for a few weeks and there's no mention of him whatsoever, you know? <laughs> yeah, either that or Multiverse of Madness is going to have some serious explaining to do. Yeah, uh, or yep. he's or he's kind of like keeping an eye on it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We, well, we'll find out. Sam Raimi probably has something up his sleeve, right? I mean, the oh, guy's yeah. fantastic director, oh, fantastic. God. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not to fuel the speculation, but uh, there is a period of time in the comics where. Uh, Strange was hounded by the Vishanti for, you know, his role in participating in a thousand year long war that they needed him for. <laughs> so that's possible there. You know. That's possible. <laughs> uh, by the way, you're going to come uh, deal with this or what, man? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, so let's uh, really get into this. Like, so like, obviously, like a lot of the people m- might not know who, like, uh, no, I have a passing thing of who vision and wanda is from the movies mm-hmm. but like as i said with me a lot of people probably don't have a lot of back history with them yeah so, uh, so let's uh go into that first because I, I think it was like what like in the mid 80s they had like oh. that mini series where they actually were there i think but the kids everything starts even before that oh okay so uh yeah. so okay let's uh, go back a bit before because yeah because the uh, vision is from like for, the uh, 60s or something like that yeah yeah but so wanda is earlier wanda came from the fourth issue of x-men where she was one of the uh, brotherhood that was introduced yeah um vision came later in avengers still back in the 60s but he was uh, introduced in avengers later Okay. I didn't find uh, um, significant stuff earlier in my collection, but for reference's sake, I got a reprint of Giant Size Avengers number four from 1974 here, which okay. is uh, the wedding of uh, Wanda and Vision. Nice. Um, I got the three-parter from Avengers 185 to 187, uh, which deals with uh, Wanda's ties to uh, Wondagore and really delves into uh, her uh, sorceress abilities. Okay. Um, not a whole lot of Quicksilver in that, but uh, huge and Wanda. Um, 
I don't even remember if Vision's in that series. He did not show up, Vision. Like, what the fuck? No, yeah, he's his his face is on the cover of uh, the middle part. It's been a little <laughs> while since I read it, and I got uh, all of Wanda and uh, Vision's first miniseries and half of their second one. But from what I understand, that miniseries ties in with uh, the first little bit of West Coast Avengers. Yeah, okay. with, I got first five issues of that, so it looks like for the first half of the second series. I got a fair bit that I could refer to, and a lot of the stuff the twins and all. Uh, I think it all plays out in oh, uh, West Coast Avengers. Yeah, that that uh, there is a bit of uh, the Master Pandemonium stuff that I noticed uh, flipping through the uh, the West Coast and uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch issues. All right, all right. I've been trying to go back and read through West Coast number four. We got Master Pandemonium. I've been trying to go back and read through all the earlier stuff to catch up on all these things, but I mean, I'm only still like at 1963 or 1964, so no, nowhere for any of this stuff yet. <laughs> all right, oh, yeah, no, they, no, Dan, uh, you were saying like uh, uh, Wanda showed up in uh, X-Men number four with the Brotherhood? Yep. Yep. All right, she, so, uh, so, so let's start with that. So like uh, for those who may not know who the Brotherhood is, just kind of do a little synopsis of who they are. They uh, were Magneto's sort of team back in the uh, early days of the X-Men. They've, they've been not so much a team as more of a group of subservience to Magneto's yeah. all-encompassing will. Like, they, they made it really pretty clear. Any like, say in what was going on? Yep. So kind of his uh, followers, sort of thing, more yeah, than anything. Barely even that. Uh, They're just Quicksilver, there to do whatever yeah. Magneto told them to do. Quicksilver okay. was only there because Wanda was there. Wanda was there because Magneto saved her life. And they, it was pretty clear that they didn't really agree with him being the, the asshole that he was. They didn't really like a lot of stuff he did. And they ended up leaving pretty quick or early in and joining the Avengers. Yeah, uh, they uh, don't get a whole lot of development from the X-Men issues, from what I recall, other yeah. than not being the assholes that Magneto and some of the others in the Brotherhood are. And, and, was, and was it established that early that they were Magneto's... Uh, no, uh, not at all. Yeah, yeah, nope. because, yeah because that's one thing with... Uh, that's probably the big, biggest difference from the MCU and the books is that, you know, because they couldn't use mutants when they did Age of Ultron, they are the kids of Magneto. Of the Except... After that happened, they changed it in the comics, so apparently they now aren't Magneto's kids. Oh yeah, because there was something like super recent that that she's not, yeah. like, not actually a mutant anymore or something. But, but or something. guaranteed, but, they're gonna flop it back. At yeah, some of course, point. yeah, as comics do, yeah. But uh, yeah. but uh, but initially, for for the longest run, that they were for the longest run, they were Magneto's kids. Though, for the yeah. longest run, when it got yeah. when it finally was established, it stuck around for a very long time. I know. That's in it. the uh, the yesterday Gambit uh, story, the one that ties her to Wondergore. That covers a good chunk of. Uh, their uh, origins okay. um it has uh, a lot about uh, the uh the gypsy parents uh foster parents that they had but uh in it wanda meets um uh, what was her name bova the uh, the midwife from uh, her birth okay. and bova gives her a little bit of uh, truth about where they came sorry not her uh quicksilver okay she rescues quicksilver and tells him about this mysterious woman that named Magda who just showed up uh, out of the storms of Wondegore Mountain to give birth there at the High Evolutionaries uh, lab. Uh, as soon as she gave birth, she wandered back out into the storm and as far as I know, has never been seen again. Just yeah, it's one of those things I've never been able to figure out either. I can't find if there's ever, ever any point that Magda has ever shown up again. We've seen Magneto standing at a grave, but we have no evidence that she's buried there that if maybe 
Maggie, you know, just put that there to as a reminder. Like we don't know anything about her really, as far as I know. Uh, the the first wrinkle that comes in the identities of who's really Wanda and Pietro's parents is that there was another couple expecting a child at Wondegore that night. Um, that uh, it was the hero, uh, the wizard, uh, Robert Frank, is a I think he's a Golden Age character. He's Wait, also used in the Squadron Supreme stuff. Is, is, that, is, that, like, guy. is that the wizard that the uh, Amazing Spider-Man brought in, like when they're doing like the Captain America storyline? Uh, like cartoon, like where they had like the three other, three or four other. It was ones a, they, was he a speedster? It's been yeah, a while since. I've yeah, seen yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, they did. They tried testing like the the super serum and other stuff, and because there was like a different serum, and only had like part of it, whatever else. He got the wizard. There was someone who could fly and all this stuff, and it only lasted for X amount of time instead of kind of like all the time, like kind of. Kind of and I, yeah, I think it was like one of the later seasons with uh that spider-man series from the mid-90s yeah yeah he's like old. but uh his wife and child don't survive uh, childbirth yeah. and with wanda and pietro being more or less abandoned by their uh their birth mother bova sees okay hey frank kids and just faced with the tragedy of losing his wife he just runs off into the night and that's part of the confusion over like whether he's their father or not that's what led him to believe that he was their father but then the the two of them were given to uh, a gypsy couple those gypsy couple uh raised wanda and pietro just as as they would have uh, their own children uh, what connects things to magneto here is that the woman who gave birth to wanda and pietro is identified as magda and then daniel maybe you'll have a better idea when this happens but uh was it in uh, classic x-men that magda was revealed to be magneto's uh, long-lost wife or was it earlier um, than that i think that probably was it i can't the earliest in the actual uncanny i can think of was uh around what issue 150 Somewhere in there, Magneto sees an image of her on the screen. But uh, that sounds about right. And 150, that would have been around what year, give or take, Dan? So I'm looking at issue 186 of Avengers. 82, 83. Okay, that, that wouldn't be much longer after this than just a few years. Yeah. And then uh, Class of X-Men started, I believe, in 86. And then one of the backups did go into a lot more detail about that. Yeah. For uh, those of listeners that are interested in checking out Classic X-Men, Literally, the title, Classic X-Men, it was a reprint series, covers uh, Claremont's uh, run of X-Men from one of the earliest titles, um, or earliest stories. Awesome backup strips by uh, Claremont and John Bolton, and a few others along the way, but uh, add a lot more depth and character to those classic stories. And, yeah. uh, and Claremont had a very good run on the uh, X-Men in the uh, 80s, didn't he? I don't, I don't 16 years. Eight- 16 years. Oh, shit. <laughs> I it was 18 18 years. years. But yeah, a decade and a half isn't a, a very good run. That's the right. <laughs> he, started, he started in 75 and uh, ended in 91. Yeah, I couldn't remember exactly how long it was. And then yeah, so came it. back in 98 or so and hasn't actually left Marvel. They just don't really let him write much, but he's still under contract with them. He's <laughs> on the payroll. Yep. Uh, hey, yeah, that, that, that's the way to do it, really, I guess. 
And uh, and uh, and is uh, Sokovia only like the MCU? Like uh, I, they've introduced is... it into the comics, but I'm pretty sure it was invented for the MCU. Uh, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. So so that I was part just of it looking is... through the uh, the Marvel Atlas handbook, the okay. the two parter, and I don't yeah. recall seeing Sokovia listed yeah. there at all. Okay, yeah. So it's just like a movie thing then, just for the uh, for the uh, for that whole thing. Okay, but you know, but honestly, like, like if they the had access stuff. to the Spider Man stuff, it probably would have been Sermcania. Yeah. No, it. Uh... Like like a lot of the stuff that's happened nowadays, if it's introduced in the movies, they try to incorporate. It into yeah, the like it, they they'll bring it bring it back in, but it wasn't uh, initially in the comics. Thing, yeah, okay. Megasonic Teenage Warhead now is nothing like the character Grant Morrison introduced. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and they even uh, changed the character for the for the movie when they did Deadpool, right? Because the only yep. like that, like yeah, because that's kind of more of. Uh, they blaster from Marvel didn't know who she was, so they let her use her. And she's nothing like the, the character they use is nothing like what she is in the comics. Yeah, that's why. But the comic shows up and like she shows up like two panels and then dies. Okay. Part of my suspicion is that because she's named after a song title, Marvel can't copyright or trademark that for themselves. So it probably didn't show up on any of Fox's rights listings. <laughs> yeah, because it's a uh, Monster Magnet song, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Morrison's a huge fan. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, wait, wait, uh, when they were like in like Toronto area a couple years ago, I think you guys went. Uh, like, I saw that they were there, and I'm like, I should get tickets, and they never did. And I'm fucking kicking myself for oh, not. Uh, yeah, for it was not an awesome going. show. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, great. no doubt. Dude, they they were still selling uh, tickets at the door. You could have gotten in I, for I, uh, easy uh, money. I know. I was. I was. I, I, I think it was a time where I didn't. I didn't have the job, so I was like, I probably shouldn't spend the money but i'm looking back i would i yeah. fucking wish i want it was because i'm because it's not because it's just just in the last couple of years i've kind of really got into them so and i was like fuck they're fucking awesome because so you, you've picked out all the various comic book references in their songs huh uh yeah like yeah because like because uh, uh, the one thing uh, the one that sticks out uh, the one line is like we all should have died the day that jack oh. kirby died uh, i always fucking sticks out in my head world should have cried on the day jack kirby yeah, died. yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah yeah, yeah I f- fuck i forget what song that's from but yeah but that's like Melt. the main but yeah Aaron's favorite band so yeah he knows, <laughs> oh, yeah, he that's, knows. What I'm, that's what that's what i'm saying yeah like like i but yeah, that's like the main uh, the main one that uh the comic reference i always said uh, that always sticks out for me from them yeah well uh space lords is about galactus um, that, that totally album, makes sense yeah the same album that has negasonic teenage warhead has a uh, an instrumental track titled ego the living planet oh nice and that's like back in 95. Oh, nice. Uh, an album from a couple, a few years ago uh, had a track titled Mindless Ones, which is chock full of Doctor Strange references, blatant Doctor Strange references, names you only find in Doctor Strange. <laughs> and like the rabbit hole just keeps going down from there. Mentions of uh, Modoc, uh, Galactus. Uh, there's a f- couple of songs that have some overt X-Men references. And 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 they're actually even friends of the uh, comic book men. If you guys know that show, that uh, where well, they tell Steve it, it goes so deeper than that. But, yeah, uh, but sorry. from that area. Yeah, yeah. Dave so Waldorf's, yeah. Uh, previous band to Monster Magnet, uh, Shrapnel. Uh, yeah. They were big in the New York underground scene, yeah. and they apparently uh, have an appearance in an issue of Amazing Sp- or uh, a Spider-Man Annual or something. Oh, that's rad. Check my. Uh... Yeah, because uh, yeah, because he's been on uh, the. Uh, yeah, the, Spider Amazing. Spider-Man apparently has an appearance by the band Shrapnel, which is awesome. Percursu to Monster Magnets. Well, I'm right. fairly certain Dave Weindorf is from uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, or, or, Jersey, or yeah, so. like yeah. same same area. So they kind of knew each other from like the back then. And yeah, then, and then yeah. 
so that is always rad that uh yeah because i think i was listening to one time and like they're like oh yeah dave woodgloff i'm like that's monster magnet guy isn't it yeah <laughs> so, so that's always rad so uh so yeah so and then yeah so that's like a good little uh uh, thing of wanda what would uh, vision is his creation in the comics similar to what uh, was an ultron or uh, similar, similar but it's fraught with its own complications as well <laughs> uh he is the progeny of ultron yeah. that much holds true he wasn't created to be a new upgraded like the- body for ultron ultron has no problem doing that on his own yeah. Uh, Vision was supposed to be a literal son for uh, for Ultron. Okay. And he was always the way made that Ultron himself the was the son of uh, Hank Pym. Yep. And he was always made to be this, you know, infiltrate the Avengers and, and take them out. Part of the problem was, and this varies depending on which point in continuity you are and whether it's been retconned or not, but it was alleged that uh, the uh, creator of the original uh, Jim Hammond Human Torch, yeah. uh, he's involved with the creation of uh, Vision, and he allegedly used uh, Human Torch's body to create Vision. And it's that innate heroic goodness of the Human Torch that allowed Vision to uh, be born free of uh, Ultron's control. To, to uh, break At least in some telling stories. Yeah. No, also not that gets redone when uh, Jim Hammond himself gets resurrected in his own body. So if he's back, how can Vision be the Human Torch? <laughs> and also, um, also the, his brainwaves in um, the yeah. Avengers movie were based on uh, uh, the, so they said Banner Jarvis? and Jarvis and uh, I, uh, Tony Stark, plus the Infinity Stone that they used. Whereas yeah. in the the comics, it's uh, just Wonder Man. Wonder Man, yeah, it yeah. copies it's his based brain off of Wonder Man, yeah. and, and, and it wasn't uh, wasn't uh, only Wonder Man's. It wasn't Hank Pym. We just as had a as far as I know, just Wonder yeah. Man. Oh, but that's okay. also why Vision was so in love with Wanda because Wonder Man was in love with Wanda. Right. Yeah, and on top of that, because of the nature of their connection, like Vision and Wonder Man are kind of like soul brothers. Yeah, and this really really grates against uh, uh, Simon Williams, Wonder Man's real brother, Eric Williams, the Grim Reaper. He has it in his head that Vision is an unholy soulless abomination that is just a mockery of his dead brother, and that Wonder Man isn't actually his brother either. He's kind of screwed up in the head. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, and Ultron had like a bigger like backstory in the with the X Men and Avengers all that stuff too, and so just being the one uh, movie because there's yeah, like multiple yeah, versions. Yeah, feeling uh, worthless and useless as an Avenger, uh, spiraling into a depression that nobody's recognizing. Um, oh no, wait, sorry, I'm thinking of uh, the later story arc. Now, early on, he's just trying to be you know science without borders, you know. You know, Typical Reed Richards Venture style Brothers science. super uh, science type, type stuff just makes Ultron and makes Ultron a little bit too well. And yeah, and, decides yeah, he doesn't want to be a daddy's boy. And kind of like uh, Brainiac and the DC stuff, yeah, there was like multiple versions or something like that. Too, yeah, every time they, not, every not time the they same way as DC. Uh, yeah. The multiple Ultrons are just Ultron upgrading himself. Uh, and okay. uh, like because he is strictly a computer program. Yeah. Um, every time he recreates himself like he's like the next version like uh, 1.0 2.0 yeah he'll, he'll this, this isn't like say calibros back in grimjack where he had a soul and it was like the same program just using different robot bodies ultron 
upgraded and recreated himself to the point where one of the later Ultrons had evolved its programming to the point where it didn't hate Hank Pym anymore. <laughs> it saw Pym as a legitimate father and saw himself as a legitimate son. Oh, nice. Uh, previous and later Ultron versions did not like this development at all. <laughs> Uh, Pretty yeah. sure that good Ultron got killed right quick. And uh, yeah, as as comics go, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all the best characters aren't really recognized on their first appearances. <laughs> you know, sometimes they get wiped out a little bit too early, and the writers and editors and money makers realize, oh, wait, okay. we had something going with that. Yeah. Can, we, can we bring that back? Can we make this a good guy? How can we make more money off of this? Yep, and that's why comic book characters never really die. Exactly. Well, at least corporate <laughs> characters like uh, Marvel characters, DC characters. Yeah. You know, when you get into more creator-owned stuff, yeah. either the stories are interesting enough that it doesn't matter whether characters are killed and brought back, or they're stories where deaths really matter and characters don't come back. Yeah. Like, uh, I would say ElfQuest is a great example of one where as the story progresses, characters die and it has impact and meaning. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. much more so than The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck The Walking Dead. The uh, well, Walking Dead was a fine enough comic, but, you know, if you're looking for zombie action, there's, there's other more fun zombie comics. Walking Dead was great for just human on human. Yeah, dealing with the human aspect of it, yeah other the backdrop of being zombies was incidental yeah personally if i'm gonna read a zombie comic i would rather read dead world dead world uh, not, to, not to check that out and is it as uh, who uh, who makes that or is it uh uh it's now defunct it was mostly um it's varied over the uh, years uh not to get too deeply into it but one of the fun things about that is um uh, Daniel and I are stationed here in uh, Peterborough, Ontario. Adam is from Peterborough, Ontario. Yeah. One of the early creators of Dead World once resided in Peterborough, Ontario. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Stuart Kerr, I think it was, was uh, the one who had spent time living in Peterborough. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And yeah, for people outside of Ontario, Canada, that's they were just like, what, like, just over 100 kilometers outside of Toronto for if. Uh, about halfway curious. between Toronto and Ottawa, give or take. Yeah, yeah just about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, because yeah, uh, the, the guy who did uh, The Crow was from in and around Pure initially, too, or something like that. Uh, he has connections. Or something like that, yeah. Or, a, yeah. a friend of mine, I believe, has um, personal knowledge of the man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Obar. He showed up at uh, one of the Peterborough cons when we yep. briefly had them here in uh, town. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think it was at one of the uh, one of the March uh, uh, Comic Cons, like uh, a few years back, I think. Too. Yeah. Like, uh, one time, yeah. I think I got like nice. I got like a uh, crow thing signed for a friend that in Ottawa or some shit like that too. Those uh, days of yore when we could actually have conventions and gatherings. Yep. I know, yeah. Those days will come again. Yeah, eventually. I know. I have to believe. <laughs> Just believe. I, I know. That's why I think it's funny. And I'll actually have money to actually uh, spend at cons and actually live back in Toronto. I can't go to any. This fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's none happening. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, but uh, this means I'll be able to actually put some money aside and actually uh, get some uh, good stuff for whenever they do come back. 
Oh, so as I've been, as we've been uh, conversing, yeah, I've been flipping through some of the uh, comics on uh, the pile in front of me. Uh, just yeah, flipping through to Vision and the Scarlet Witch, first limited series uh, number four. Yeah, Magneto right there on the cover, and uh, it has him uh, talking with uh, Bova, specifically asking about Magda. So Dan, this is cover dated February eighty three. Yeah, yeah, that, that must be right around the same uh, as uh, X Men One Fifty. I mean, Magneto's no, a little all bit later. In white here. Uh, a little bit later because um, the New Mutants graphic novel came out in eighty three, I believe, or eighty two, and the series started in eighty three, and that was around issue one sixty or so of X Men. Yeah. So we're looking at probably about eighty two for one fifty. So yeah, no, that all lines up right. Yeah. It looks like around the same time as when uh, um, Wanda's niece was born. Yeah, that's something that uh, never gets, uh, probably isn't going to get touched up on the uh, the TV shows and the movies. It's that uh, Pietro has a daughter with uh, one of the uh, Eternals. Inhumans. Oh, Inhumans, sorry. Yeah, Inhumans. Oh, I always get those two mixed up because I never care as much about it. They're, they're <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, you know, uh, the Inhuman Crystal, uh, who had been uh, at times an Avenger and an associate of the Fantastic Four, um, she and Pietro hooked up for a little while, were briefly married if i recall oh, yeah. nice. and they have a daughter who is uh based on the events of house of m mostly estranged from pietro dan she's she's a mind reader or something isn't she like uh, uh i thought she had elemental powers so, something to do with being able to know your secrets like somehow she just knew what pietro had done <laughs> that's always fun in a relationship oh yeah <laughs> yeah but given given the the connections she comes from i doubt that she'll be used or have any reason to be showing up in uh, any of the cinematic stuff yeah. she's not grown up to be any young avenger or anything i don't even think she's aged on the same time frame as most of the other characters born around the same era i want to say i can't remember the last time i've seen her yeah no she shouldn't be much younger than uh yeah she should be around valeria's age give or take no, she, no, no, no. She, should be, older than, she should be much older than yeah, Valeria. Yeah, no, she should be in between Valeria and Franklin. Yeah. And uh, are the uh, Inhumans and Eternals kind of linked, or are they just no, kind no, of two no. separate things? Just other than the fact that the, they're both, like, you know, very uh, Jack Kirby-ish in the early okay. days. Yeah, okay. uh, Inhumans is a direct spinoff from uh, Fantastic Four, whereas yeah. Eternals was uh, part of Jack Kirby's return to Marvel. Uh, yeah. From the outset... To my knowledge, Eternals uh, and Devil Dinosaur, and um, I can't remember if he was doing anything else at the time, but those two titles specifically were not initially supposed to be Marvel continuity, and then at some point they got dragged into it. Um, I think there was a Thor story arc that used the Eternals, and... Eternals were never supposed to fit into that mythology. But this is Marvel. They made it work. (laughs) As they do, yeah. And with the humans, uh, where uh, were they? The the Terrigen Mist, like in the Terrigen Mist, the Terrigen yeah. Mist, like in the uh, Agents of Shield or whatever. Yep, yep, Hidden that's how it works. Okay, so yeah, so, so that was so that was the same thing. Okay, nice. yep, excellent. All now, right, they the way it was there was kind of like in uh, Agents of Shield, where they implied that the humans had a sort of ceremony where they would expose, you know, young humans at a certain point to give them their powers. Yeah. But in uh, the big crossover Infinity, um, Black Bolt let off a uh, Terrigen bomb 
that kind of let a Terrigen cloud go around the world that started giving just random people Terrigen or, 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 or where we found out a lot of people had human powers and people started randomly getting the human them. potential. Yeah. And then it also turned out that it, eventually it started killing mutants too. And then yeah, because that just... that's the one where uh, where like Cyclops dies or whatever, right? Yeah, or, yeah uh, that was a really, really just terrible period for X Men altogether. Yeah. Just they, yeah, the... Marvel didn't want to do it, so it just kind of went to the side. <laughs> well, it was never gonna last. It was yeah. never gonna be a thing. X Men was too profitable on its own. It's too popular. Always has been. Will always. And no one's ever cared about the Inhumans be... the way they cared about the X Men. No, Nobody ever never, has. Really. Yeah. The yeah. the wealth of characters just isn't the same. Like there are lots of different cool and human characters but you know outside of the royal family you know nobody gets any real story time yeah. whereas x-men there's been so many different titles and spin-offs and side stories so and many novels. x-men <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it just keeps going all right all right, so uh, yeah, so that's that. So let's uh, get into the show itself. Uh, yeah, so uh, you guys said you like the show. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, it was well written. Uh, it had uh, great pacing. You know, much better than the, than that the Marvel Netflix shows where they kind oh. of all sort of slumped in the middle. Like this one, yeah. just it it knew where it started. It knew exactly where it needed to go, and it got there. And, and, and did they uh, take a uh, storyline from the comics at all, or is this, nope. is this not, not like, specifically? Old? No, everybody keeps touting, "Oh, House of M, House of M," and no, I, no, I no. would disagree. No, House of M was her, you know, yeah, being was... pushed specifically to a breaking point, and then yeah. snapping in a way that altered reality entirely. Yeah, this, as many other uh, reviewers are pointing out, now that it's concluded, is wanda versus grief yeah like she's she's had like uh, an emotional breakdown but it's not the the same sort of thing she was driven to in house of m it's not nearly on the same scale as that it it can't be this is a, a small intimate story whereas house of m had them all in like royal families and controlling all of human of earth society like it, it just went so far Thankfully, I avoided it. But <laughs> WandaVision, on the other hand, was a much more down-to-earth, uh, you know, family setting. It did feel in in its own way a lot more like the Wanda or the Scarlet Witch and uh, the Vision miniseries back in the, the 80s, where, yeah. you know, this is the time to focus on these two as a couple. You know, whether they're going to be doing the typical superhero stuff, whether they're going to be hanging out with the Avengers, whether they're going to be having personal journeys. And as I'm seeing here at the end of the first miniseries, meeting Magneto and having Magneto meet his granddaughter, his firstborn granddaughter, you know, where it's a huge character moment. Yeah. You know, this, this is much more in tune with what they're going for for the TV series. Plus they had the chance to drop a lot of seats to other things in the show. Like, I liked finding out that some of the unresolved plot points uh, left behind in it aren't necessary unres- necessarily unresolved, just unaddressed in uh, by the conclusion of that series. Like, um, since it has nothing to do with spoilers, the um, the missing person that brought Jimmy Woo to Westview, yeah. that's apparently going to be addressed at uh, a future point. Like I'm, I'm so, interested in that. Yeah. So, uh, so would you, uh, do we think that's somebody that we've seen in the movies, or is it going to be somebody else? Do you think? I would rather not speculate, mm-hmm. <laughs> considering not how much in, they love throwing us off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some things like 
I figured right from the get-go that Agnes was Agatha Harkness. Yeah, that was so. But I've been reading the comics forever. Yeah, I, it's, uh, as I said, Agatha. I, I'm in a few different with her, aspects. So. Um, one of the one of the early issues of Fantastic Four that I got was uh, one uh, where the four are being attacked by Nicholas Scratch, uh, Agatha's uh, oldest son. Um, it's one of the ones where Franklin's uh, demonstrating uh, just how powerfully. Or potentially powerful he is yeah. like scratch has possessed him and is quite possibly going to destroy everybody oh, love but yeah since, since you don't know much about agatha we probably should talk a bit about her uh, yeah she was introduced in fantastic four as uh, uh franklin's nanny okay and um, she was a scary woman right from the get-go not in a oh, maniacal a, villainous way just a the scary nanny sort of reserved way. power like Oh. You don't know what she's capable of, and then a couple of times, long, you know, something sure. bad happened, and you know the, the four were trying to race to her and Franklin to make sure they're okay, and they get there, and yeah, they're perfectly fine. Situations dealt with. Uh, Agatha had it dealt with, and then <laughs> we find out that's because she's a very powerful witch. Uh, she in the comics is much older than what is implied in the TV show. Uh, I don't know if she herself is Atlantean, but she dates back to the age of Atlantis, like. Uh. Tens of thousands of years old. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in the show, they just kind of go back to the uh, Salem. It does kind of go back to the Salem witch trials, whatever. That's only. But like they did hint at the Atlantean connection. Did it? Um, did. Uh, when uh, Agatha's uh, quoted mother uh, is uh, using her full power, and that crown-like visage appears over her head, much in the same way that we saw with uh, Wanda. Yeah. Um, it was pointed out that that definitely resembles the uh the crown that uh Zeredna, uh the high priestess of atlantis uh had worn oh nice um yeah she was the one who had predicted that atlantis was going to fall got kicked out of it for her troubles set up a small little commune on the mainland tried to warn people hey this flood's coming and got killed off for it <laughs> and uh do you guys subscribe to the theory and and uh, game that uh where they said that there was the like uh, stuff going off the coast of Wakanda that that might be no uh, no that that was no, that, that was wasn't just a, intended to be the, the, the writers the a, writers flat out said that they just they didn't even plan that and that, yeah, that they didn't they didn't the, think that far ahead there's uh, there's always just a random uh, just a random line and it's not uh, not yeah. connected okay. yeah, sadly not connected. the the time no. to hint at Namor was Captain America the First Avenger. That's yeah. the one thing that disappointed me about that movie is we got that visual hint of the original Human Torch there at the World's Fair. Yeah, there should have I don't I didn't need to see Namor in it, but there needed to be some sort of blatant acknowledgement of the Prince of Atlantis's existence. In yeah, that well, film. the problem was at the time Universal saw the rights to Namor. I mean, remember yeah. when, they were taking, when they were making that movie, they really, really tried getting Hugh Jackman in as one of the soldiers when the uh, Howling Commandos got rescued. Which they, would have just added to the whole thing. But apparently that was too much of a rights issue. Oh, even if they didn't even mention who it was, apparently having him there because it was Marvel Comics was too much of a rights issue. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's yeah. what I've heard of. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, it definitely sounds like a, a TV thing. The yeah. fucking stupid fucking rights shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but so I that. mean, that, that now me saying that I don't believe that there that the writer said that that end game thing has nothing to do with Namor. It doesn't mean that, you know, when Namor shows up, they might not turn around and retcon it and say yeah. that it is like how oh, they've, they've, they've all but said that now that it's been brought to their yep. attention, that's what it might become. Yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah, the kid who shows up in Iron Man 2 at the end of it, you know, wearing the Iron Man mask, how, you know, they retcon right. later and said that's Peter Parker. You know, yeah. at the time it was not Peter it was Parker. Just some, just some kid, yeah. 
exactly but yeah. because they got yeah. peter they, yeah. they could use him well why not yeah exactly exactly yeah so they could come a book yeah but uh okay so yeah so yeah so so and uh you said so you said name more like a atlantean high priestess or some such she was a, an atlantean sorceress uh okay. she uh transcribed a, a very powerful uh, book of sorcery uh generally just known as the Tome of Zeredna. Um, these are uh, elements that are brought up in um, Steve Gerber's stories. Uh, originally, uh, Man-Thing, um, the uh, horror character uh, Jennifer Kale is uh, a long descendant of Zeredna and maybe a reincarnation of her. They've never outright said it, but it's been hinted just based on her appearance and her affinity with all this magic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, those stories, plus I believe some other uh, stories Gerber's done with uh, uh, Submariner. And I think some of this was also, I've only got bits and pieces of the books of the Vashanti from uh, uh, the 90s run of Doctor Strange. But uh, I think a good chunk of it was corroborated uh, throughout that backup series. Pretty sure that was uh, Roy and Dan Thomas as well. So, you know, a writer who knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's nice, but uh, it's it's powerful magic, but it's definitely white magic in terms of like good and evil magic, dark magic, light magic. Like um, one of the things that some later writers had forgotten. I'm looking at the authors of that god awful witches miniseries, <laughs> but uh, in the original <laughs> canon. Uh, the Tome of Zredna was specifically stated as not capable of being used for evil. Like, it, it's, magic doesn't work that way. So this, this was very much uh, positive magic, which does bring more into question if, if these elements are more or less accurately mirrored with what they're doing in the TV show. Does that mean that uh, the magic that uh, Agatha was using is diametrically opposed to the magic that the rest of that coven was using? If, they, if they're all using uh, Atlantean good magic and Agatha's ta tapping into this uh, Darkholdian black magic, yeah, yeah th that's going to put them at heads with each other. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of, like, uh, uh, kind of cutting to the end, like, uh, you saw, like, the last little uh, mid uh, mid credit scene in the last episode, uh, in the last episode where it's kind of her looking at her the dark hole. form studying yeah. the dark hole. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you, what do you think uh, coming from that? Or Well, probably not to, uh, <laughs> to take away from what we know of the dark hole from the comics, it yeah. definitely indicates uh, Wanda's power level. Uh, only the most powerful of magic users or the most knowledgeable and adept of sorcerers are able to even look at those pages without forfeiting their souls. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, that's been a truism throughout the comics all along. Like, unless you are already missing your soul, like uh, Modred the Mystic is, or you're the Sorcerer Supreme, like Doctor Strange, or you're, you've got an unbreakable will, like Doctor Doom, you don't touch the dark hold. It's just not a good idea. And this and this would be the the, the same dark hold from like the Agents of the Shield. They'll yep. be like that. They've uh, technically yes. Um, Actually, the uh, director said, as far as he's concerned, that it is the same one. Yeah, it, and the it only all we know, but the book has looked different at different times in yep. the comics. Yeah, so all right, we wait, know wait. is that Johnny Blaze had it. 
she edges the shield got it somehow in runaways morgan lefay ended up with it and then Ag- agatha i'm assuming got it back so so it's made its way around yeah yeah because <laughs> i mean it makes sense to say if someone like john blaze had the dark hold i'd imagine he would be able to keep it away from someone like agatha Harkness. yeah and that well, as soon imagine as, that as soon as if i, I Keep in mind that I haven't seen the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff because I'm just not that big of a TV guy, I have to admit. Yeah, it's legit. But just knowing what I know about uh, the early Marvel horror stuff and the Darkhold and all that, I would assume more or less that it's just Werewolf by Night story transposed into Ghost Rider story where, you know, the book was already, his family had already had ties with the book. Uh, has the possibility of being able to reverse this curse so you know it gets a little bit of focus you know the comics established that john blaze's mother had been a witch she had studied magic she had used spells to try to save johnny from being the uh, host of the spirit of vengeance wasn't her fault that she got screwed over for that yeah but yeah what johnny's original fate was supposed to have been she circumvented through countless spells and ultimately the sacrifice of her own life oh damn but yeah like knowing the werewolf by night stuff yeah i would just have assumed that for tv stuff barring any other explanation provided johnny's mother had used the dark hold at some point johnny saw reference to it when he's trying to figure out how to break his curse johnny tracks down the dark hold finds out eventually that he can't break his curse with it oh damn eh. <laughs> Par for the course when you're dealing with, uh, you know, otherworldly entities in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. part and parcel, really. I guess. What do you, what well, do you, you expect? You can't <laughs> stop being a superhero once you've had that sweet, sweet flavor. I mean, even <laughs> when you stop being a superhero, you don't get to stop. Yeah. John Blaze almost got a whole decade where he wasn't starring in a comic book, but he's still showing up for a couple of issues of Defenders. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's yeah, another series I need to start reading as the Defenders, yeah. There's some good stuff here and there throughout it, but yeah. it's like 150 issues. So okay. there's oh, fuck, lots yeah. of room for good uh, stuff in that series. Yeah, that, that's a lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, yeah. So, right. Do you guys have anything else on the show or anything? Oh, I'm no. looking forward to uh, this Friday for the oh, next yeah, show. That's right, uh, the, uh, the Winter Soldier. And and Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah, that's on Friday, all right? Yep. So any uh, any ideas of where, where you think that's going to go? Or All I know is Madripoor is showing up, so we're finally getting our first X-Men universe thing. Sorry, sorry, who? Madripoor. It's a... It's a, a location. It's location from Wolverine Comics. Um, uh, Southeast Asian island that... Um, just basically a pirate island. It's, it's all criminal. Imagine, really? imagine a, a comic book corrupt version of Hong Kong. I was going to yeah. say a corrupt version of Hong Kong, but... So Hong Kong? A more criminal-oriented Hong, Hong Kong. <laughs> it's a jungle so, island called Madripoor that has oh, so, a big city in it called Madripoor, which oh, is one so part okay. called High Town. So it's kind of like all... that uh, that uh, island from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. For the yeah, yeah, sort of. Except like, one town, you got High Town, which is all futuristic, all skyscrapers, all, you know, high technology. And then you got Low Town, which is just a big, huge slump. Okay. And, nice. and Wolverine hangs out there a lot. He's known as Patch there because when he first went there, he did he lost his eye and didn't know it healed. So he just wore an eye patch. Nice. So now every time he goes back, he puts the eye patch back on and people know. Yeah, you know it's like, hey, it's Patch. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But uh, during some some guy ended up taking a picture from his office where he could see them filming outside. And yeah. there was a whole restaurant made up to look like, you know, some Southeast Asian restaurant. And it had the Madripoor uh, flag on the wall. 
Oh, nice. And then at that point, everyone started freaking out. And then when you saw the trailer, when it showed that sort of futuristic looking city, I, I was, you know, oh, nice. Madripoor. It just, I, right. I'm going to be very upset if it turns out it's not Madripoor. <laughs> I'm just right. hoping for a little bit of a taste of Thunderbolts, maybe. I mean, you got you got oh. Heinrich Zemo doing his thing, and Thunderbolts is the series that made him a more interesting character than just the the one note villain that he had been. I mean, I've I've got some of his early stuff in Captain America, and yeah, he's way more interesting than his father and always was. Yeah, but you know. Thunderbolts made him a bit more complex. I mean, he had his whole run there as being like the villainous mastermind, but yeah. by the end of it, he's a different character. I'm really interested to see what Daniel Brühl will do with that character in the series, you know, just with the growth I've seen in the comics and what I've seen Daniel Brühl be able to do as an actor. Like, I, I'm interested, but yeah, get, give me some hints at Thunderbolts. I want to see Zemo leading a team of yeah, because uh, General Ross is supposed to be villains. showing up more, I think, right? Yeah, General Ross is supposed to be showing up. No, it, and... no, that's not what I mean by Thunderbolts. I, I don't care what Marvel wants me to buy. <laughs> that's not what I mean by Thunderbolts. <laughs> Just because his name is Thunderbolt Ross doesn't mean he gets to co-op that friggin' title. <laughs> I don't care if you stick Ghost Rider in it. It's not Thunderbolts. And that was my rant. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So before we wrap this up, we do have two Twitter questions about the uh, about one division the show. All right. So all right, one from Amanda Slack, uh, which I uh, which is my uh, I know from my back my college days when I was in Belleville way back, and it's uh, do you think that Tommy and Billy will show back up? At, oh, uh, absolutely. Some point? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, sure. wait, they're they're waking in speed. They're gonna show up again. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. uh, every step of the way of that show involving everything to do with the kids, myself and Daniel were independently able to predict just based on our knowledge of the characters from the comics. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna have kids. Yeah, she's gonna have twins. She's gonna have twins. Yeah. Oh, she's gonna have a boy and a girl just like her and her brother. No, she's gonna have two boys. Really? How do you know? <laughs> Because Speed and Wiccan are characters in their own rights. You know, they star in comics. They have yeah. action figures. They, nice. they are names. So, yeah, yeah regardless <laughs> of what happens to them in this series, they've been introduced. They oh. are young Avengers. I don't want to get into the wild speculation, but the Doctor Strange movie is called Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is starring in it. Yeah. Like to be noticed in it. So, I mean, it's not that hard of a stretch to think that maybe her role in it is that she's trying to find her kids. Hey, we heard them calling for help. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In that, uh, in that when the she last was doing that the... end credit scene. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that that's too much of a stretch to think that that's what might happen in the movie. All right. Or at least her character arc in that. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So so this series is probably some of a setup for her to be in. Uh, that movie sort of thing right. yeah that yep. could that could definitely work all right one more is from uh Braydon. yes the donkey rises and uh he, he asks is that uh, what do we think about the future of the white vision do we think he'll uh, show back up or he'll, he'll just kind of show being like normal vision and normal and uh um i think he'll show up again as white vision before they ever do anything to it, reset him back to normal vision this is going to be the next phase of paul bettany having fun and exploring the character of vision yeah. he doesn't seem to be bored with the character he doesn't seem to uh um be 
I don't know what I want to say. Here. He doesn't seem to be looking for a way out. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like, like he, he he's, said, he's eager for whatever else they want to throw. When, at him. when they brought him in to get, let him know about the job for WandaVision, he thought he was getting fired and was, you know, upset about it, but not angry. He, you know, wanted to let everyone <laughs> know that, you know, he thought he was really happy to be involved. And Kevin Feige was like, wait, are you quitting? And, and, and Paul was like, no, aren't you firing me? And Kevin goes, no, I want to do a TV show. <laughs> But I mean, you can see that he 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 loves the role, and he's he's the only one who's been sticking around since the very start, right? Yeah. I mean, he he was there for Iron Man one, and yeah, he's, he's been, been there since. Then. It, it was pointed yes. out that he has now played the character across three decades. He was in the first Iron Man. In oh yeah, eight, and now we're in the the twenty tens, and he's technically yeah. still played the same character. Yeah, yeah now we're two thousand twenty one. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah, now uh, I figure the uh, the arc of uh, White Vision, The Vision, Cataract, whatever you want to call him, uh, the arc of that is probably going to mirror the way it was in the comics where he was Vision, he was just detached from his emotions. I The, the reason I see it as this is the same thing happened to Captain Marvel in the comics, and I don't really see it being as worthwhile for them to do that same story arc to her in the movies it, uh, they're gonna do it slightly it, but not the same way because yeah. I, I since they can now do x-men they're going mm-hmm. to have Rogue get her powers that way like it's, oh yeah and there's oh, also rumors right. flying around but, that uh, before before uh, they get into the actual x-men movie we're going to see a lot of them getting introduced to other places so i mean yeah. I, I i i would actually like to see Rogue get introduced in captain marvel 2 and that oh, to happen oh, but oh, Dan- like daniel, you daniel you're, but like you're forgetting you. how ham-fisted uh, her story was handled in the comics we have a oh, chance to get it better what i'm getting at is when she came back and got her memories re-implanted in her head by xavier yeah. Her whole approach was that she she remembered things. She remembered her life and her history, but didn't have the connection and didn't care. Yep. She she remembered her parents, but she didn't. She couldn't love her parents through those memories. Vision's mm. going to be that. He's going to have all this data that he can process and understand, but he's not going to have the emotional resonance with it. It's Which is a good reason to explain why he wasn't there at the end of the show. Why he just did just he leave. had to go and and find his own place. And the showners have already said that he's not the vision that Wanda fell in love with. Wanda's not the person that vision remembers falling in love with the vision, I guess. Like they're, they're just not the same people that they're needing from each other right now. So like that, that doesn't bother me that there's no real meeting between the two, but that doesn't mean to say that they can't have a reconciliation at some point. Again, happened in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, do a couple you know, movies a, and then they'll there get was back together, sort of where, thing. Yeah. Like you know, you know, it's kind of like that RoboCop scene, in Ro- or the scene in RoboCop Two uh, between uh, Murphy and his wife, where like he's like being all emotionless and robotic and stuff. You know, Vision it was like that in the comics, except you know it wasn't an act. That's how he really was. Yeah. I see that happening, and I see, I don't. I don't have any idea where it'll be done or how it'll happen, where they'll stick it. But yeah, wherever they end up using the vision, it will be him slowly regaining his humanity. Yeah, and then he was a West Coast Avenger at one point, right? Wasn't he, yep. I think? Yeah. Yep, the West Coast Avengers. That's where the uh, the White Vision story arc happened. Okay. Um, I don't know if i have any of that part i've i've just got scattered stuff from avengers across different eras you know never actually collected it just uh, yeah, whatever cool issues that i've come across yeah and i don't I, yeah i don't think i have any across cool cheap issues, issues of avengers. my avengers stuff basically starts with um 
uh, Heroes Reborn on, and even then I don't have a like I have a oh, bunch yeah. of stuff at the start of Heroes Reborn, and then I got like Avengers Disassembled, and then a lot of what comes about after Disassembled. I got a solid chunk around and following issue two hundred. The story arc that has Ghost Rider kicking the crap out of the Avengers one after another. Oh, uh, wait, 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 what's uh, what's that story? Uh, during uh, the uh, late seventies, early eighties, uh, for Ghost Rider, uh, he was losing like Johnny Blaze was losing control over the Spirit of Vengeance to Zarathos, the demon that was possessing him. Yeah. I am of the belief that. Zarathos and the Spirit of Vengeance back in those comics are two separate entities. The way we saw Zarathos developed was not like his origins and backstory don't match with what we've seen for other things. So I was I've always seen it that Zarathos is just taking command over the Spirit of Vengeance that's in Johnny. So like for the first chunk of Ghost Rider, Johnny's in control. He's using Ghost Rider as a hero, but for the last chunk every time he transforms Zarathos is in control and it's that much more of a struggle for Johnny to make the Ghost Rider do things do yeah, good do the good stuff uh, yeah. one of the early issues that is part of this transition was I think issue 214 of uh of Avengers it's not sitting in front of me right now but uh that one has uh Johnny during his gradual loss of control, he goes to his old teammate Angel because they were buddies back in the champion days. Uh, he goes to him looking for help. And for whatever reason, I forget what's going on in Angel's life. He can't provide the immediate support that Johnny is demanding. He's not saying that he can't help. He just can't do this exact thing this right moment. And Johnny ends up going off the handle and succumbing to the Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider hurts Angel. This is like bad. this is like X Men Angel with the uh, yeah. wings. Yeah, okay. this this was when uh, he was not part of the X Men team. He was doing his own thing. Angel had been part of the Champions. He'd been part of the Defenders. He's had a storied history. Yeah. Um. But so this uh, before this is before or after he got turned into Archangel. Before. This is before Archangel. Yeah. This is when he still has the uh, the, uh, the 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 the, wings. the Angel wings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the Avengers find out what's happened and they go to try to take Ghost Rider out and he just mops the floor with them. Oh, nice. All the right, only uh, reason that they're able to to turn around on it is Thor isn't affected by the Hellfire. Like yeah. it, it affects him, but he can shrug off its influence. Yeah. Like Tiger ends up with PTSD from this fight. It's yeah. like she gets burned with the Hellfire and she has no defense against it. Like. Iron Man, he can seal up his armor like super tight so that he thinks he can't get affected by the Hellfire. So like he's got his confidence back. He can, you know, bluff Ghost Rider down. But like Tiger is like, if he does that to me again, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Like Ghost Rider just walks through the Avengers in a single issue. Nice. nice. All right. So, uh, so is that uh, really anything you guys got on uh, WandaVision and Wanda and Vision? Yeah, that's pretty much it for now, yeah. All right. Uh, so, nominations. Emmy uh, nominations are in order. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she, uh, she should get something for... Uh, well, not just her. Like, uh, there's, there's a fair bit going on. It, yeah. The show definitely requires a bit more scrutiny. But, yeah, I, I think uh, it's probably worthy of a few awards. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I definitely enjoyed it, and yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, the Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon this yep. week. And uh, so, yeah, so maybe like in a week or two, we'll come back and maybe uh, talk about the first uh, episode of that, maybe? 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. So, uh, so hopefully we'll be able to do that this weekend or next or something. So hopefully we'll figure something out. We'll be back soon. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining this week. And as I said, hopefully we'll be back next week and we're we'll talking a little bit about Winter Soldier and the uh, this Falcon, the Winter Soldier. I keep on saying that yeah. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so just do that. And uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on Twitter at The Marvel Pod. And we're on Instagram, The Multiverse of Marvel. And uh, check us out wherever you get a podcast. And uh, I am on a couple of episodes of Off My Shelf, talk about a few movies with the host that she takes off her shelf. Uh, also on another podcast, uh, Jeff Brown Bridges, like I did a couple episodes with my old college buddy last year. And also I'm producing uh, There's Nobody Here Named Josh podcast, but it's also on a bit of a hiatus right now. So uh, check all those out. And uh, until, uh, until, until then, uh, see you guys next week, hopefully. <laughs>